Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning into my podcast, Keeping It Real with Caramel. As we say, 100. I have a very special guest up here with me today. It's Rich Salinza. How are you? I hope I said your last name right. I mean, you know. No, you're doing great. Salenza, Chalenza, you say it any which way you like. <laughs> so how are you? How everything's going with you so far? I'm doing good today. I got a bunch of, I went and worked out earlier, and I got some stuff to do this afternoon, and we're going to go downtown Orlando this evening. So it'll be fun. I live in Orlando, so. You do? Yeah. You live in where, Jacksonville? I live in Orlando, too. Get out of here. You can meet us even tonight. We'll be downtown. We're going to go to a couple different places, but we got to meet up all the time. Oh, my God. You know what? This is great because I also have a live um, podcast that I do one-on-one in person, and we can definitely sit down one day and, and actually do a one-on-one interview live. That'd be wonderful. I, I, mean, I usually travel during the week a lot of times, but I'll always try to accommodate you in any way I can. This one, next upcoming week, i got to actually go to Boca and go to Palm, uh, was it Palm Bay or somewhere. But after that, please hit me up. I'd love to meet you and do whatever you'd like. Awesome, awesome. So you specialize in, like, helping people and how to improve themselves. So what made you decide to go into that direction? Wow, that's a good question. I'm on a lot of podcasts that I have my own. Um, you know, really, I one of my closest friends, uh, he has a Ph.D. in psychology, and he was my production partner, and I used to make films with him. Uh, originally, I was an independent filmmaker for a long time. And... He used to tell me I always tried really helping people with their confidence. I always wanted to build people up, not break them down, regarding if we were making a film or not. And he kind of helped me internally, and he always said I helped him from the outside in. But he was the one really who kept saying, Rich, I think you should be writing books. Uh, You're the one who should make a program. You should be the one with a YouTube page, a podcast. He kind of was a little bit of the driving force behind a lot of you know, what I ended up doing, to be honest with you, because I kind of was a guy who collected money throughout his entire life with his family. Um, I had a lot of confidence, but I wasn't somebody who was arrogant to the point where I wanted to diminish anybody else. I want everyone to become who they truly want to become, do it with who they want to do it with, and just live the life of their dreams, really, when it comes down to it, if I can help them. That is awesome because, you know what, I love helping um, people too, Rich. Like, I really do. Um, I like motivating people. You can still be confident and still help people because some people take confidence in a different form of uh, meaning because I think some people think confidence means that they are better than other people. You know what I mean? Of course. There's a fine line between confidence, cocky, arrogant, right? There's all these fine lines. I get it. Exactly, exactly. So working from the inside in is where you got that from your friend, correct? Because he's the one that said that, so we're going to dedicate that to him? Well, I'm outside in. He's inside out because he's a psychologist. Uh (laughs) He had had a lot of the mental thing down really well, and then I was kind of somebody who helped him with his style, say, which he didn't even realize how much that helped with his confidence. It could be his hair, it could be his skin tone, it could be his wardrobe, it could be even the way he presents himself, too, because he does a lot of interviews or 
you know, just even when he was also an actor. So we would work on kind of polishing him up, uh, polishing him up a little bit. Because he kind of was an extension of a college student, right? Because a mm -hmm. lot of us go to college and you're like a college guy or a frat boy. You kind of come out and then all of a sudden you're still kind of that in your 30s or 40s. I was raised in the fashion industry, and, you know, if, if you saw us a lot of times, you would think I was kind of the doctor. I was really dressed up, and he dressed down. And that goes with a lot of my friends who are lawyers and people within a white collar. They, they almost frown upon dressing up a lot of times uh, where I actually wanted them to find their style. And uh, it's about creating what works for you. I don't want to tell anybody how they should dress, but a lot of people don't have the confidence to really dress the way they want to dress. So I kind of help them with that, and it really has a major impact on their life. That is awesome. So when you was a kid, was you always like this? Were you always wanted to help people, or were you a different, like, like the shy type? You know what's interesting? I took uh, this test online and said I was extremely introverted, which I actually thought I was kind of half and half. But both of my parents um, are, I think, extroverted, but my father was a well-known hairstylist in Chicago that opened a nightclub. My mother's this amazing chef, but they installed so much confidence in me. I didn't have the parents that were, you know, my parents expected me to do great things, be a great athlete. I wasn't a good student, but my father and my family in general, who owned one of the largest tailor garment shops in all of Chicago, style, and then when I was younger, I did modeling, and that's how I ended up going into film, but it was expected to look great, or look good, or look the best you can look, because a lot of people really do judge you on your appearance, and then all being from Italy, that was a very big part of my culture, so I guess I, when I would dress the way I would dress, and I went to private schools in Chicago, we all had to dress up and wear a lot of times dress clothes, I was always kind of dressed up, and people would always ask me, how did I put all these things together, and I was just raising that, so I think it started with that, and then actually... I help a lot of people, I think, with health and wellness as well, because I've always worked out throughout my entire life. So it's kind of a package, to be honest with you. If you work out a lot, you wear a lot of cool-looking clothes, vintage, you're just unique. You know, it's unique. You're in a spotlight position, I call it. So I, if that answers your question, I really do. I help people who usually used to first come to me, but then I realized I can help a lot more people as technology grew. That is true. That is true. So tell me about your YouTube channel. What is your YouTube channel all about? Oh, wow. I've uploaded like 950 videos on that thing in the last couple of years. Um, I actually first started, I was traveling a lot, about 220 days a year all over North America. And I was uh, working with luxury retail brands along with marketing my books and my program. And my engineer, who I created the program with, was like, Rich, you go to all these unbelievable places, like he loved all my restaurants, coffee houses, and gyms. He said, just do a travel channel. I said, I don't do that. It's just something for fun, and then I would edit it, because I was kind of exhausted after writing so many screenplays and making films, writing books and programs. I said, I need a new outlet. So he said, just start the channel, and I didn't want to videotape myself, but I just started taping all my favorite places all over North America, and, I, and then COVID hit. And then all of a sudden, you know, what I started off doing on that channel then immediately changed because I couldn't travel. So then I just really took on a health and wellness and confidence uh, and wardrobe, uh, anti-aging fitness, kind of locally in Orlando for the last two years. So I 
that's really what that's about. I also include a lot of my podcasts, which, I'm sorry, I actually have 1,500 or 1,600 videos on my YouTube. I have 949 podcasts. So mm-hmm. I have put up a lot of content regarding all those subject matters I just talked about. But it went from travel to health and wellness to mastering self-confidence, and now I'm really on TikTok. No, okay. Like yeah, I like it. I'm, I'm taking a little break from podcasting myself and being on other people's podcasts like yourself and other people's videos just because I never had time to do what I wanted to do as far as a YouTube channel or podcast and then me not having to travel so much mm-hmm. gave me that time to really do it full time. So. So, you, so you're on TikTok now as well. I am. They're little arrogant little clips. They're like 10 to 15 <laughs> seconds. It's just to kind of boost people. If you go on there and I put backdrop music to kind of match what I'm saying. But it's a little quotes that I've said throughout my life and what I teach. That is awesome. So do you take a break of, of writing or you just, you know? Well, I think I'm always writing different, you know, things. Just not recently with TikTok, it's very simple, right? We shoot the video and then mm-hmm. we write any of that. But I wrote so much, I think I'm, I was looking, actually, I, I have a blog on WordPress, and I think I'm climbing up on like 800 uploads on that. So I am always writing. Um, who knows with me? I'm somebody who I go where my energy leads me, and I always say, you know, what is the next thing that I'd like to do? I'm kind of right now at the point where... I'm getting a lot more men kind of coming to me, higher-level men wanting to make some really big changes on social media with their presence, even including TikTok or YouTube or starting your own podcast, because I think a lot of them understand that, you know, your brand, even if you own a company or personally, the way you look has a major impact, especially on social media. It could be Facebook, again, Instagram, and all these things, and a lot of people don't look as good as they want to look, especially if they're middle-aged. They're aging, they see themselves on camera, they look at other people the way they're dressed. So that's kind of been like what I've been doing lately. Oh, my God. I, I mean, you got so many things going on, like... You know, you're just like this superhero kind of guy, okay? Like, you like, it's great because, you know, some people say, like, have you ever heard of, they were like, what is your job or what do you what do? you do? But you do multiple things, right? So you're a serial entrepreneur. You do a lot of different things. So have anyone came to you before and say, like, you have to just pick one thing and stay with that one thing? I can't do that. I'm not programmed that way. I don't know if it's ADD. (laughs) I have to. It's interesting you said that even when I was writing screenplays, I was making my films, right? Then I made films, and then even while I was making films, I was writing more screenplays, and then I was writing pilots, and then I would write a horror film, I'd write a comedy, and then I'd write a thriller. Right. So, and then even with my books, I was writing screenplays with my books. And just like when I did my YouTube, I had to do my podcast. I'm not very good at focusing in on one thing. I get bogged down and bored. And I, I need other outlets, if that makes sense. No. Right. It makes completely sense because I'm the same way. I cannot sit down and do one thing. At a, I mean, I like to do multiple things. And, and, People have come to me before and say, like, what do you do? I'm like, multiple things, you know, because I get bored easily, and I want to create so many different things, you know, and I was wondering, because you're similar to me on that aspect of, you know, you do multiple things, and have anyone ever told you, like, um, you just have to, can you just pick one thing that you love doing? 
I did go through that in L.A. with a very well-known producer because he's a good friend of mine. And I used to live in, for up until about seven years ago, I lived in San Diego, but I traveled a lot. And I was in L.A. a lot for like six, seven years. And he said, Rich, can you, because he wanted to do a film possibly with me, the two of us. And I read a lot of screenplays as well. So he said, Rich, I think we, I knew somebody who was very well-known that was looking to make a film as well. And he was a producer. And anyways, to make a long story short, he's like, can you promise me just to kind of focus in on one thing, which would be this project? I said, absolutely not. Yeah, and he's like, well, I think if you only, you know, focus in on being a filmmaker or a producer, you you don't even realize how far you go. I said, it's it's just I have so many different things that I want to do. So I again back to my energy leading me to where I go. I can't do anything, and I hate to sell this or say this for selfish reasons, but I'm not going to commit. But I did say for a year I will read as many screenplays as possible. And what's interesting, I told him at the end is, listen. My life, I love to travel. I love to make films. I love to write books. I love to meet people. And if a time comes where I can make another film if I wanted to, it would have to fit in the lifestyle I'm leading right at this point in time because I look at every day as almost being my last. So making a film is a five to seven year commitment by the time you get it, the financing, and I don't need to go on and on and on. But I said, my life is way more valuable to me than just that. To me, he just was that. But if you don't understand that, but mm-hmm. that's how I hope that answered your question. No, it did. It did. It, it honestly did. And um, I was looking at your picture on your tear sheet, and I'm looking at you. You look so, like, well put together. Like, oh, thank you. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a flip-flopper. Don't underestimate. If you go to my YouTube, you'll see me wearing athletic wear. Uh, then you'll see me in a three-piece suit and then a tuxedo, and then you'll see me in maybe just casual wear. You know, it was, I, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm a chameleon, but I, I grew up in, in an environment around a lot of wealth, and then, not poverty, but lower, I guess you could say, class throughout the city of Chicago. Mm-hmm. So I dressed a lot of times differently depending on what era area I was in. Not to be a follower, I just, and a lot of times I would dress different than everybody else was dressing. I also was living in and out of Florida when I was younger with my father. So a lot of people in Florida would say, oh, you dress like a Chicago guy. In Chicago, they'd say you dress like a Florida guy. But I'm very, <laughs> I could be very urban, crappy. I dress the way I feel like dressing that day, but I love having the option of being very spontaneous. And my closet is just a big puzzle that I like to kind of put a bunch of pieces together. Um, and try something new all the time. But that's, you know, awesome. that's confusing. It's confusing to people because they'll be like, Rich, when I, I didn't expect to meet you in a workout suit. I showed you to be in a three-piece. And then next time I'll be somewhere else, they're like, oh, my God, Rich. You know, it's, it's whatever, again, I know how to dress for any occasion, obviously. But if you Google me or YouTube me, you're going to see so many different looks. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, there go Rich. Okay, he's doing it. So your book, Wingman, what is, can you tell me about that? Yeah, Wingman is the ultimate guide to get into one of your dreams, actually. And then I took a program and I spun it off that to kind of even make it a little more advanced called Mastering Self-Confidence. Uh, it's to find the woman of your dreams, even if you've been through a bad breakup or divorce. But with Wingman, I cover many different things. It's really about helping men um, put themselves at the right place at the right time to meet the right type of women and build confidence uh, in how to handle rejection. 
And I go to many different things about how to be unique when meeting a woman, uh, like improving on your identity if you want, grooming, uh, a lot of different grooming tips that could go for tanning, like what type of shades, maybe your colognes, like going through women's pet peeves, like is it kind of a joke thing, how to maybe get in better shape, uh, taking things to the next level, which would be like your etiquette, uh, picking out your clothes correctly, being comfortable in an environment. I mean, I can go on and on and on, but it's really it's really how to kind of also not get caught up with just dating and financially destroying yourself because a lot of men go on a lot of dates after a while. It never works out. They put themselves in a lot of debt. Where I teach men how to become first friends with women, build friendships with them, uh, not having one-night stands, not, you know, I grew up in a bar and nightclub business with my father until I was almost 40 years old in gentlemen's clubs. So a lot of men get taken advantage of. A lot of men... Um, have to deal with rejection. A lot of men don't end up with the right type of woman or the one they want. They sometimes only go with who's like them or they keep dating the same type of woman. But it, it's really kind of, that's why, you know, it's called the model Bible. Mm-hmm. So, right. That is awesome. Oh, wow. Man, I'm sorry. So, so I'm you... sorry. That's, that's the wingman. I'm sorry about my other book. I'm sorry that was the wingman. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? I think that that men, you're right. They they get they have to have some confidence, and the one night stand thing is not working. You know what I mean? Because, but you, well, how will you know if you met the right woman? She could be. Hold on, Rich. Um, I your question. She could be that right woman for that moment. So how do you know she's that right woman for a long period of time? You have to take your time. To be very, like, it's the honeymoon phase, that's kind of, you know, the first couple of years, but the truth is, you know, back to, say, a one-night stand, let's say, for instance, I mean, so many things can go wrong with that, so you can obviously knock someone up, you could catch a disease, you don't know if you're being set up, you, you know what I mean, you don't even know what you're getting involved with a lot of times, you're having sex with somebody that you don't even know, right, from top to bottom, not saying we all know who we're dating a lot of times, because let's face it, behind closed doors, but back to you asking the question about, do I know if the right one you don't know and you know you got to take your time and you have to grow with this person and again sometimes dating somebody too quickly is not the answer either and that's why a lot of times I like to build friendships and I was able to do that with a lot of women being in the fashion industry or being involved with the film industry or being in bars and nightclubs my whole life you know you learn that most men don't know how to have friendships with women. It's always a one-off. They meet a girl they're attracted to, and if the girl gives them their number, and then before you know it, they're dating, they have sex on the third date or whatever, and they're in this relationship very quickly. And I'm not saying that doesn't work, but a lot of times you got to understand, you know, dating multiple women or just meeting multiple women, and the same with women. Meeting multiple men doesn't mean you're a whore, you're a slut, but really, for the, even if you find somebody you're really interested in, take your time with that person. And that doesn't mean that there's not other people out there that you shouldn't be meeting. But a lot of times, we just get focused in on one, and a lot of times it works out, but a lot of times it doesn't, and we waste a lot of time. Uh, but it's going to take time, no matter what, to go through different experiences. And um, that's what that's really, I believe, what it comes down to is really taking your time. That doesn't mean you got to wait five or ten years, but I definitely think waiting a couple years, definitely maybe living with someone before you commit to marrying them, uh, also spending time with them and doing things not always within their environment, mm. if that makes sense as you well. You make a lot of sense, yes. So are uh, you married? I was married for a long time. Uh, my ex-wife's wonderful. 
Uh, I had a wonderful divorce, but no, I'm not married, but I've been with the same girl now for, I think, I only, I thought it was a few years. I think it's eight or nine. I've lived with her, I think, around seven. <laughs> You'll get to meet her, Rhea. You should follow her on TikTok and Instagram. She's a Filipino. She's a real beautiful Filipino woman. It's whatever. Oh, look at you supporting your girl. That is so awesome. And she has a great man because you know exactly how to treat her. I can hear, you know, and... I just want to say that you're doing such a, a great job of helping other people and, and motivating them and lifting up their spirits, and and you are definitely a fashion person, okay? So I can tell you've been in the fashion industry for a long period of time because I'm just looking at your pictures now, and I love the way you're dressing, okay? So those three-piece suits are looking nice, okay? <laughs> oh, thank you. Awesome. No, I, do, I do a podcast. I started a new one, well actually the two of us, if you go to my YouTube, uh, her name's the Queen Pin out of New York, uh-huh. the fun Queen Pin, and me and her, we kind of hit it off. You two, I think, would really hit it off. Uh, I can connect you with her. I think you two would be a blast. You could be on her separate podcast, the Coupon Queen Pin, and maybe you'd have her on yours. But if you go to my YouTube, it's a new show. It's called uh, The Queen Pin and the Wingman. I'm her wingman. Ah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love yeah. it so much. So if people want to get in contact with you, but definitely before I say that, definitely get us in contact because I will love I love connecting with people because you know how some people think like when you are doing podcasting or you're doing the same thing as someone else, it's like a competition, you know? And I don't believe in competition at all. I believe in motivating and, and lifting other people up and let's work together and make something happen so out loud really great you know what I mean because you know it's just like crazy how people think like that you know we in competition I, I don't I don't care about competition at all have you ever heard that before they're like we in competition or you're trying to go against me or something like that and I'm like who well, we're yeah. doing the same thing so why would we want to go against each other you know, if you're talking men, men are kind of programmed a little bit to be very competitive, right? I'm just saying, not only with sports, but with with their career, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think a lot of women, too, I mean, not to throw them under the bus, they're very competitive with the way they look, right, a lot of times, or what their careers are as well. We all have this competitive edge. I am with you. I don't understand the podcast premise because you want to touch, If you like, I love helping people. That's why I reached out to you. I want your audience to possibly hear something I'm saying, regardless if they connect with me or not, if I can help them in one way or another. It's not like me and you are playing football together. <laughs> I'm not here to compete in a sport with you. But again, you like having you on a YouTube video or us meeting up together, in my opinion, it's all about networking and helping one another. At least that's how I look at it. But I understand where you're coming from, where a lot of people think if you're in your demographic or if you're in your, you know, same topic points, you're competing with each other. I'm like, I don't need to compete with you. I have my, if I'm good or I'm great, people are going to listen to me. I don't, like, I can't compete with Joe Rogan. He's got 11 million followers and I have whatever, thousands. Uh, I, I'm not competing against Joe Rogan. He won. Maybe one day, I, I, that doesn't mean I wouldn't mind having a really good podcast or getting better numbers, but I'm definitely not here to compete with <laughs> I don't look at it that way, but I can see why other people do. Exactly, exactly. So how can people get in contact with you and want to, you know, get involved in what you're doing or maybe want to help you do something or just want to get in contact with you because they need some type of advice, you know? So how can they get in contact with you? 
Uh, I'm everywhere. I mean, even if you Google my name, holy shit. Uh, but if you go to my, I mean, you can't miss me if you put my name anywhere. Uh, but my my homepage is Rich Chalenza, which is R I C H C E L E N Z A dot com. Or you could go to MasteringSelfConfidence.com. That's where my program is. Uh, but I'm on all the, the major social media platforms. I'm more of a LinkedIn guy, which makes no sense because I'm not corporate. But I have a really big, strong following there, and I'm connected with a lot of people on there as well. But I'm on Instagram, but, uh, TikTok, Facebook. I have a public page, and I have a bunch of websites. You know, I got the Wingman uh, website for my book, The Model Bible. So I, I kind of have a bunch of other websites as well. You are so phenomenal. You're like great. Like she, picked, oh, she picked the right one, or you picked the right one. Either <laughs> way it goes. <laughs> but yes, I just want to say thank you for being up here with me, and I definitely want. I'm so glad that you're in Orlando, because when you back in town, I need you to say, "Hey, Caramel, I'm back in town." So definitely do that because I want to meet you. I want to do a one-on-one -on -one interview with you again. And I hope you have a phenomenal fun today, whatever you're going to do today. And just keep doing what you're doing, helping people and, and building yourself up and making great connections. And this is so awesome. Sounds good. I'll text you where we're going tonight. Anyways, but we'll keep in touch. But if you don't forget to help, you know, reach out to me too. But I'll definitely, uh, I'm going to introduce you to LaShonda from the, the Coupon Queen Pen. And then, well, yeah, we'll keep in touch for sure. I have your phone number here. Believe me, I won't stalk you or anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. And um, I will talk to you soon. All right. Take care. It was wonderful meeting you. You too. Bye -bye. All right. Goodbye.